Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Hope you're doing well on a Saturday afternoon in the great state of Texas. And look, we got some great information to bring for you on the show today. If you've listened to the show before, you know we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom as they relate to the arenas typically of the courts, the legislature, and the media. You know, our office is two blocks from the Texas Capitol. The Capitol is buzzing today because the Capitol is in session. And our team, Nicole Hudgens, is there at the Capitol. We have a lot going on here in the state of Texas. A week and a half left in the Texas legislative session. You know, a lot of issues that are still unresolved and that it looks like they're going to try to get done but may not. We may see a special session. There was some big news this week. I'll get into more detail about that. But one of them relates to our guest. You know, the, a lot of the issue that's come up is the issue of privacy in our intimate facilities and in restrooms, locker rooms, shower rooms. And there's been legislation that's been proposed to solve these problems that have come up where people want to allow boys to go into the girls' locker room and things of that nature. And we just continue to see more and more incidents come up and more and more problems in school districts come up highlighting the fact that if the local school districts handle these issues, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a hodgepodge of rulings. It's going to be a problem. And think about this, too. You might think, well, let that school district handle it their their way. Yeah, but what about when your school travels to that school district for an event, for an athletic event, and your children shower afterwards, or they travel somewhere with um, with their own teammates, or that school travels to your school, and they're like, oh, hey, So-and-so is allowed to use the girls' bathroom, even though he's a boy at our school. Why can't he do it at your school? So anyway, there's a lot of reasons why these things need to be addressed by a consistent statewide law, in my opinion. And so someone to talk to us a little bit about those issues and how they've impacted things locally in the state of Texas is our guest today on the Texas Values Report. His name is Ron Hansen, and he is a 23-year resident of Coppell, Texas, which is just south of, excuse me, north of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He and his wife have been married for 32 years. They've got four children. And um, he's got two children that are serving in the military, as a matter of fact, West Point graduates. And their daughter is a school teacher. And so he's got a lot of leadership history out in the Coppell area, Coppell Economic Development Committee member. Um, He worked on some committee members for the Coppell ISD. And most recently, ran for the Coppell Independent School District. So, Ron Hansen, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Thank you, Jonathan. Good to, good to be with you. You bet. Well, look, it's good to talk to someone locally that's on the ground that has had these issues come up in their hometown, if you will, in their home school district. So we put a press release out about two or three weeks ago on this issue. There was a story that broke, if you will, that I guess people didn't know about, which is oftentimes how these things are happening, unfortunately is people who find out, oh, wait a minute, it looks like our school district is allowing boys to go into girls' bathrooms, shower rooms, and locker rooms. Tell us what happened in Capel. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, that and that, that's sort of the size of it. So, um, you know, I've told people that if you really want to know what's going on in a community, in a school district, run for the school board. Uh, you have an opportunity to visit with a lot of parents, sit in homes and discussions, open meetings, and you hear all that's happening, good and bad. So uh, one evening, I received a a question via email, which I have received many, and um, 
from a parent asking me uh, my opinion regarding um, same-sex bathroom issue issues, how it ought to work. And um, I replied back, you know, boys and boys, girls and girls, if there are special situations, we need to provide a reasonable accommodation or whatever, and responded that way. And then, uh, I don't know, just over that evening, next day, it that question just resonated in my mind, resonated, couldn't let it go. And I finally uh, went back and I, I asked, you know, why did you ask me this question? What what prompted you? What brought this up? And in an exchange of a few emails, it came out that um, uh, her uh, kindergarten daughter um, had been exposed to a, um, uh, a a little boy in the girls' room. Uh, the little boy, apparently, we found out, had identified as a girl, and the administration, the school, made a decision to put that, let that child. Att- uh, Go to the uh, the regular girls' bathroom, and uh, didn't bother to tell the parents about it. So um, we have a situation where the school district had unilaterally made a a decision to let a a, uh, a little girl that identified or a little boy that identified as a girl dressed like a girl go into a girls' bathroom, and there was an incident. So uh, from there, I I verified the story first, um, and it was just not one. Uh, little girl that was impacted. It, were, it was several and several parents um, verified the story from a couple of other sources. And uh, and then I wrote a, an article placed on my uh, campaign website. One of the local news media picked it up and, you know, kind of the rest is history. But I think uh, in a nutshell, um, the community was appalled that this was actually going on and nobody really knew about it. Uh, very frustrating that uh, Children were placed in harm's way, and uh, and parents didn't know. Um, you know, I think the one thing that every parent needs to understand or needs to feel is that when they put their child in a school setting, that that child is safe. And uh, in that regard, our school district really um, let the parents down. Well, <laughs> no question. <clears throat> I mean, and this is what is one of the things that's so troubling, right? That parents have to find out from their children telling them when they get home, oh, daddy, mommy, this is what happened to me at school today. I mean, Mm -hmm. look, and these are very important issues. There are issues that parents want to talk to their kids about ahead of time. You know, you see that school districts oftentimes will take these approaches of sending notices home ahead of time, making sure people know when there's a, a lice outbreak or some kid came to school and had, you know, some type of um, illness, they want to make sure, you know, um, and so or if they know about something about these things ahead of time, they'll send notes home to make sure that there's effective notice. We've got laws in place that relate to certain items that if they're going to be taught in school, that parents have to be notified ahead of time. You would think that if the schools start allowing a boy to go into the girl's bathroom, and being in some state of undress, if you will, in front of your daughter, that they would let you know. And, and so it's interesting because it appears they're aware of the sensitivity. And that's almost why they're hiding it. They realize it's a sensitive nature. And so they hide it from parents when the sensitive nature of it should tell them that they should inform parents about this. And I think sometimes they're doing this hoping that parents won't find out. And so. Yeah, I agree. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're talking to Ron Hansen, who was a candidate for school board up in Coppell Independent School District, was which is just north of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So they've had an incident come up. Now another school district where we found out that the school board is allowing boys to use girls' bathrooms without telling parents, without voting on it, without having any public hearings on the issue. And this ties right into why the legislature is involved in legislation with the Texas Privacy Act and other similar efforts to have a statewide law. Otherwise, school districts are going to continue to do these things, and parents are not going to be informed. Yeah, that's that's exactly you know what happened in Coppell. Now they've, they've, there's been a lot of reasons dashed out, although the school board, her district, has not made an official statement. But I didn't realize, um, and I, my children are all out of the school, actually gives me an advantage because uh, – Many parents live in fear of retaliation, not being included in committees, et cetera, when they speak out. And, you know, as one who has four children all the way through Coppell ISD from start to finish, I am not afraid to step up and, and really, you know, let folks know. I didn't realize what a flashpoint this was. Apparently, those who want this to happen continue to beat the drum that, oh, there will never be incidents. They're, they're safe. It'll never happen. Well, it did happen. And it wasn't a good thing, and um, parents are not happy at all. Um, and then through this process as well, oh, I, I had a lot of I had a lot of people that were very upset at me, very upset at me. I had uh, uh, people in our community that, that I you know I thought were conservative. We have a great little conservative community here. And uh, why were they upset with you? They were upset because um, we shouldn't question this. This should be allowed. This is okay. It's there's been these kinds of children, these kinds of people for many, many years, and there's never been an issue. Why did you bring this up? How dare you? Right, right, because you brought it up, right? You were the one. They always do this, right? They act like because you respond and you're not happy about it or you express some some criticism or disappointment, and it's like, no, no, wait a minute. We didn't bring this up. Boys have always gone to boys' bathrooms and girls' and girls' bathrooms. The school district made the change. You're simply responding to that. As I understand it, there's one report out there that suggests that the school district was a, was relying on President Obama's 2016 bathroom directive as a reason of why they should allow this boy to go into the girls' bathroom and, as some have suggested, exposing himself to the girls in the bathroom. And so yeah, they're, they're, relying, yeah, they're relying on something Obama did, which has already been struck down by a Texas federal court judge and has now been rescinded by our current president, Donald Trump. So even if you don't like the substance of the policy, they're out of line with the law, right? They're trying to use this as a reason to do it when they're not – when it when it isn't. It's already been – that reason is already by a federal judge said – you're not allowed to use that reason. And that's based on an interpretation of law from the Obama administration that also was struck down as far as the process they went to. So, But it sounds like no one wants to hear – well, some of these people don't want to hear that. Or when you raise that and, – and I sometimes sense it's people – they'll throw this kind of reasoning to you. You know, you're, you're making our community look bad. You're causing controversy. No, no, no. Correct. The controversy – yeah. The controversy was – when the school district decided not to tell parents and then to allow boys to go into girls' bathrooms. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah I would agree. Um, they made a, a unilateral decision to take uh, you know, that 
the Dear Colleague letter that Obama put out in May 2016 to take the a broad interpretation and allow, uh, you know, not the Title IX used to be male-female. Now it is, you know, those who identify as, and they took a, a bad interpretation of that law, of which Texas said, ah, we can't enforce it anyway. And then even after that, uh, uh, Trump issued a the Dear Colleague letter back in February of 17. This incident happened after that. It was a very fresh incident. It was out there, and voting had already started, et cetera. I was accused of inventing it uh, as a publicity stunt, um, you know, all kinds of things. But um, it is very concerning to me that somehow in our school districts, when they reach out to the Texas Association of School Boards or some of these other organizations, that they could in some way get a legal interpretation that would, that would say that this is okay. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's, that's sort of what they're hanging their hat on. And I was like, wait a minute. A, Texas said no. B, uh, the law had been rescinded. How could they possibly come up with this interpretation? And then the worst of all is not tell parents. At least Fort Worth came out and told parents what they were going to do, and that's why they had such public outrage. And I will assure you that same thing would have happened in Coppell had they come out publicly, but they didn't. They just went ahead and did it anyway. Unilateral, no announcements, and that's what makes this thing all that much more worse. Well, and just for a little clarification, in Fort Worth – they came out and told the parents after the fact, too. The fact that Fort Worth ended up rescinding their policy was similar to what happened in Coppell because parents found out about it. They exposed it, and they were upset about it. And so Fort Worth realized, realized oh, wait, we got ourselves into a lot of trouble, but they never voted on it. They never told parents ahead of time. But it's true that – or you could argue at least Fort Worth at some point – tried to have some public meetings about it, even though they weren't willing to vote on it. They were really just trying to calm everyone down by having some public meetings. Uh, but it sounds like Coppell's not even willing to do that. They're trying to you know, punish the messenger, if you will, on this type of issue, which is an issue of strong concern. And let me ask you this. I'm wondering, Ron, it, do you know if there has been any attempts by the school district to allow this student to simply use a private bathroom? No, and as a matter of fact, um, let me move on with the story just a little bit. So once this, once there was an incident of which you know the the little uh, boy exposed himself to the little girls in the girls' bathroom, uh, parents went to the you know local school there principal and were told nothing they could do. They took it then to the district office, and at that point, were told there's nothing they could do. But if their child was uncomfortable with it then they would find another way to accommodate their children. So the little boy would be allowed to go to the girls' room, but the, but the little girls that weren't comfortable with it would have to go somewhere else. And and that's what got the oh, parents upset. I see. Yes. So that so the the girl the little girl and her parents that are concerned about a boy exposing himself and being in the bathroom with their daughter, they're the ones that should go to the private bathroom. So they should leave the girls' bathroom so the boy can go into the girls' bathroom and the girls should go to a private bathroom. So it's okay to accommodate girls that don't want to see boys expose themselves in the girls' bathroom with a private bathroom, but it's not okay to accommodate the boy who believes he's a girl or identifies that way. It's not It's not good enough for him to go to the private bathroom. It's interesting how... 
the accommodation issue is not a two-way street, that it only is supposed to apply to certain people in these situations and how, you know, they seem, they want you to believe, well, that's reasonable. That's a reasonable alternative for you, but not for this other child. And what's interesting about it too is the population of girls that now will be displaced, I think we can all agree, is much larger than any child that that's a boy that believes he's a girl. And I mean, look, that's statistic. It's not me trying to make a judgment. We know it's a very small amount. I think in Fort Worth, there were maybe two or three kids that brought that concern out of almost 80,000 students. But if the Mm -hmm. girls now have to use a private bathroom, that line could get quite long. So so, um, where have things been left? I mean, we're a couple of weeks left from the school. Have parents gone to to a school board meeting and asked to be heard? I mean, what is... What's happened locally, um, or has this issue died down? Well, uh, it's, it's, I mean, it was being batted around during the election, obviously. Elections are over. Um, next school board after the elections is Monday. This, uh, it's coming Monday. And uh, I, I don't know if anyone's going to speak on this or not. Um, they, they certainly should. Um, I think this ought to be a lesson to every parent that if this could happen in, you know, Coppell ISD, uh, a once very conservative community, it could happen anywhere. I think people, um, what I have learned as well is how organized the opposition is. They're organized, they're vocal, and they're very aggressive. They want to have their, you know, put this in, this this rule that allows, uh, you know, children uh, to... Uh, use the restroom facility of the sex they identify with, not their biological sex, but what they identify with. And it's just the beginning to get this done in the elementary schools. As I met with, like I say, a number of people, even during the elections that would come up and, you know, give me a piece of their mind. And once we calmed down, I wanted to really be clear where they were coming from. And, you know, if I had a parent, if I still had kids in the elementary, I would be terrified. They, they want it to take off and go all the way through high school. They see nothing wrong with it. And these people are working very, very hard behind the scenes. Um, well, and know, there's, they're, a, they're hammering. Yeah. there's an entity that we've seen evidence is supporting this. It's the Texas Association of School Boards and their lawyers. They've been putting out documents since last year encouraging or supporting whatever word you want to use – for school districts to move in this direction where they allow these type of accommodations of a boy to go into a girl's bathroom. And and look, this issue happened in the central Texas area in Dripping Springs. They were allowing, the school district was allowing a boy who believed he was a girl to use a private bathroom. And then that wasn't good enough for him the next year. His parents threatened to sue the school unless they allowed their son to go into the girl's bathroom. And the way the parents found out about this was just what, similar to what you were saying. The boy went into the girl's bathroom, and one of the girls came home and said, Daddy, there was a boy in my bathroom today. And so mm-hmm. no notice to parents, no vote, no transparency. And, you know, look, I, with twelve hundred over 1,200 school districts in the state of Texas, you can just imagine how many problems are going to happen. Five million school school students, public school students, so – uh, you know, I think that's even more reason why people want to see something done at the state level when you've got these local school districts making a mess of it and really turning their back on the people. So you ran for school board. Um, I think it was a close election. You didn't end up winning the election, but it sounds to me like you still have a strong concern for these issues and can probably expect you to be a voice in your community. 
Yeah, and actually, um, Jonathan, if it, the reality is, uh, you know, I was running for an election because, in general, the the types of education and the values that my children were raised with, I have felt for the past few years that they had been sort of slipping. And I had felt there was just a little um, – people were acquiescing with some of these things, and it's like, no, you know, we need to get back to – really the values of our great community and make sure that's represented at the ISD level. I didn't see that. I saw everything past 7-0, 7-0 for several years, nothing, even no, no, no votes at all, just everything yes. So I, I wanted to get back involved. And so I started to run. When this question came up, and I kind of went public with it, um, and I guess, you know, I may be unique in this, but there's some things in my life that, uh, you know, you talk about drawing a line in the sand. I've got a brick wall in the sand. I mean, there's some things I just won't budge on. And and some of those are, you know, the dignity, the sanctity of, of children and uh, keeping them safe. And so if if this, my losing the election was because of this, so be it. But we really must make sure that, um, you know, as a community, that our children are safe. I mean, it's, it's an experiment at best um, when you start going contrary to biology and science and, and trying to do these experiments. And, you know, education and being a kid is tough enough. It's even tough on the kids whose, you know, parents have perhaps convinced them that they're, uh, you know, identify some some other way. So enough, it's difficult enough being a child without having this thrown into the mix. So, yeah, absolutely, I'm, I'm going to be an advocate of this. And, um I'm I'm just thankful that my children were raised in a, at a time in an era, even though they've only been out of school a few years, when we were very clear that you know a boy goes to a boy's bathroom and a girl goes to a girl's bathroom, and we don't have to worry, we don't have to live in terror that something else may happen, and um, you know we can keep those things straight. We don't have to educate our children early onto some of these other other types of things. Well, look, I have a seven-year-old daughter, so I'm right in the middle or on the, you know, the early stages of some of this. And she and I have already had several conversations. That little girl has a strong voice and a strong personality, but that doesn't mean that she couldn't at some point be in harm's way. And so we've had these discussions and they are real discussions. They are incidents that are going on. There's a reality to this that does cause parents concern and rightly so. And so much of it too is the lack of transparency by the government. You know, people right. not knowing going into certain settings what may or may not happening. And I believe the government intentionally hiding that information, keeping it from parents. They know about it, but they don't want you to know about it. And so you got to wonder um, whether that's good government. I don't think it is. And that's why these school districts have forced the state legislators to be in a position where they have to solve the problem that's been created by these local school districts. So you'll you'll sometimes say people hear people say, "Oh, well, you know, let the local school district handle this." Yeah, we've seen how that's turned out. That has not Correct. been a good idea. Well, Ron, look, we've been glad to have you on the show today. It's so important and valuable to have somebody locally on the ground that can tell us what's been happening. That's a community you live in, that you're invested in. And we're glad that you're doing it. So thank you for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you very much. Um, you know, and I, like I say, I, I, I will be an advocate for this. Um, one of the ironies in our, in our city is that everybody was concerned with vouchers, 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 vouchers. They're going to, you know, degradate the quality of our education. It's, you know, one of my statements is, hey, vouchers will be nothing 
compared to this bathroom issue if you don't get it solved. And you, you're, you're absolutely correct. Um, locally, we have not been able to solve it, and that's when we need to have a state law comes in that takes that sort of thing out of what may be a runaway liberal school board that could do potential harm to our children. So I'm with you on that. We do need a state law. There are incidents that are happening, and we must keep our children safe. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, that's good stuff. Ron Hansen from the Coppell ISD area, uh, north, excuse me, north of uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth, where they had an incident where the school district allowed a boy to use a girl's bathroom. Um, as it's been reported, he exposed himself to some little girls, and they were concerned about it. There was complaints about it. School district is still allowing, as I understand this boy, to use the girl's bathroom. They're relying on Obama's 2016 bathroom directive letter that said school districts should allow boys to use girls' bathrooms or they could use federal funding. That letter and the application and use of it has been struck down by a federal judge in Texas. A judge has said, you cannot use this letter to rely on this interpretation of law. And the Trump administration has rescinded the letter. So why any school district is still using this as a reason is absurd if they're doing that. It's reckless. It's irresponsible. They're getting bad legal advice. So if you see that continue to happen, let us know. Look, there's a standoff right now between the lieutenant governor, the speaker of the house. Really, it's the governor and the lieutenant governor versus the speaker of the house, if you will, because the lieutenant governor and and the governor came out this week. Lieutenant governor had a press conference. Governor Abbott did a statement saying that if property tax relief and the privacy issues are not solved with legislation during the regular session, there will be a special session. Now, I'm sorry, the governor didn't say there will be a special session. He said those are two priorities that need to get done before the session's over. Lieutenant Governor Patrick did say that there should be a special session um, if they're um, if they don't get the property tax relief issue and the Privacy Act solved. So um, that look, this is a huge development on these issues. You know, we've talked about the privacy issue, Senate Bill Six, House Bill Twenty Eight Ninety Nine. Both are have been stuck in the House, even though Senate Bill Six has already passed the Senate. We've got an important bill we're working on to protect the conscience rights and religious liberty rights of county clerks and judges to defer the decision about a mayor's decision and a ceremony to somebody else within their office. That's religious accommodations and law are nothing new. That's Senate Bill 522. We passed the Senate and started to move in the House, and now it's slowed down again. So, I, you know, look, the deadline for Senate bills to pass the House are Tuesday. We're about to run out of time. Go to our website, txvalues.org, to get update, txvalues.org. And we'll see you next week on the Texas Values Report.